Welcome to the Friends of Folklore, where two sisters tell tales from the briny depths of the ocean, the darkest caves hidden in misty mountains, and even mysteries hiding in your own backyard. Fear not, dear audience. Come inside, bundle up with a blanket, a cup of tea, and your favorite fuzzy animal, and you too can become a friend of folklore. to the friends of folklore it is i sydney the tallest of the sisters it is i abby the smallest of the sisters and it is me little baby mushroom monique <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, monique. I was like, hey, monique and you go we forgot to do we forgot to go over the intro sorry no no that's okay i was just we gonna, worked it i was gonna go with the vibe um I am the third sister, if people did not know. She is. A little bit browner than the other sisters, but still an official third (laughs) sister. 100%. Yeah, welcome back to the pod, Mo. Hello. We're so excited to have you here today. How are you, Monique? I always know how Sydney is, but how are you, Monique? (laughs) I am good. I'm excited because I don't have to wait for this episode to come out. I get the exclusive inside because, you know, this is like my shit. I'm a little bit nervous, yes. um, but no, that's not, not a bad thing, right. uh, but I'm excited. Yay. <laughs> and then how are you, Sydney? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I I have had a headache behind my right eye for about five Ooh. days. Oh, so... You know that's fun, but otherwise it's it's. I think it's the pressure system because we're getting tons of rain, Have which you. is great. Yeah, which is fantastic because you know desert. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, I've been really good. How are you, Abigail? Oh, I'm good. So do you guys remember like back in like I don't know last year when some I know that being sued right now, but like a different hair care people were being sued okay so i because they were had like um formaldehyde in their shampoo and conditioner well i was using it and so i got a little bald spot on the top of my head oh my god and so i have this little growth (laughs) and he's so tiny like like a little little chunk of hair No, so like it's just a chunk of hair that's significantly shorter than the rest of my head, and it's like sticking straight up right now. But otherwise, I'm fine. (laughs) You know, there was actually a brief period in the early 2000s where every girl at my school cut off a little chunk of her hair at the very top, and it stood straight up. And I don't know what the deal was. I think one girl did it on accident, and then it was a total Virginia George moment where everyone was like, "Well, she's cool. She's alt." She, she's the emo girl, so I guess we're all going to do it. And it looked so, like, cute, but also, why did you do that? <laughs> you know? Why? Like at the yeah. top, top, top of your head? Yes, like, in the middle oh top God. of your head. Because I remember, like, the does. side thing. Yeah. Oh, where they shave the side of the head? I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, this wasn't I... intentional. This was just my, oh my scalp. God. You're cute well, Abby, enough you're gonna that be a trendsetter. You'll, yes, you'll rock it. Everybody will start doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone will start <laughs> accidentally losing hair due to a due to formaldehyde <laughs> issues. I'm I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> yes, truly iconic. Um, Sydney, why are we here today? I mean, I know why we're well, here, but what are we talking about today? <laughs> we're always. Here. I'll tell you. The reason we have our lovely friend um, guest starring today is because we are going to talk about mushroom folklore. Woo! So exciting! Very exciting. So if somehow you are at all unfamiliar with Monique's work, mushrooms are kind of her jam. Do you want to tell (laughs) us more about that, Monique? Yeah, um, I was laughing this morning because I was talking to a friend about, I'm just I've been saying, like, if you're a little bit nervous about something you care about, that's probably a good sign, because it means you're taking it seriously. But I was like, man, dude, what if I have to give a bunch of info about mushrooms, and I don't know that much about them, and why'd I tie my ship to mushrooms? (laughs) God! But, no, um, I have done some research with my husband about the, like, medical benefits and psychological benefits of taking mushrooms, but, and eating them, you know, in your diet. 
But I love the idea of this, like, being that exists within our world that we're like, is it controlling us or do we control it and will we ever know? It's this alien, (laughs) weird thing that we don't know too much about, but we know some stuff and everything new that I learn, I, I don't know, it shocks me in a different way. So I love drawing them. I love exploring the different themes it brings up within me when I draw them. Um, and like mm-hmm. some childlike curiosity. So I'm really excited to hear the lore around it. Ooh. And we're so excited. I, I mean, like, so exciting. I'm sorry, Sydney. Go That's ahead. So I'm just so excited. <laughs> I love that you were like, I might have homework. You're so sweet. I did not expect you to spout off. <laughs> yeah, we, that was not an expectation. That's what I'm for. <laughs> right, right, right. The expert here. Yes. yes. No, so no let's worries. crack into it. Yes, I'm very ready. All right. So the words mushroom and toadstool have been around for centuries, but no one actually knows for sure what their etymology is. Hmm. One guess is that the word mushroom may have come from the French word for moss. Because, okay. you know, they both kind of grow in, like, you know, wet foresty yeah. places, I guess. Yeah, that scans. Okay. The fungus is linguistically interesting as there's no differing terms for the edible and the poisonous versions. Um, toadstool is kind of considered to be inedible, but even like, you know, very, very famously poisonous mushrooms are called mushrooms. Okay. So it's not just like a breakdown of like one is edible and one is not like we, I wasn't sure what, I thought toadstool was, okay. I thought toadstool was the exact same thing. Is it different? It's the same thing. It's the same. It's a different word for the same thing. Okay, cool. Rock and roll. It just cracks me up that I've seen a lot of TikToks like this where it's like God making mushrooms and they're like, can I eat this? And he's like, um, maybe. I don't know. It's <laughs> 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 more so why I'm like, do these guys have a mind of their own? The mushrooms? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just funny. I'm obsessed with that idea. Due to their ability to grow really rapidly, history often has something of a negative view of mushrooms, despite our mod- modern day cottage core aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Before science, it was believed that mushrooms were sprung from very like wicked sources, like lightning strikes or shooting stars or witches. And there's also, of course, the folklore surrounding the fairy ring, but we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Oh, we better. I was about to say, I was like, yeah. man, I forgot about fairy rings until just Maybe. this moment. <laughs> No, there's going to be a lot involved. Don't worry. (laughs) There are myths and legends surrounding mushrooms pretty much anywhere they grow, and there's no wonder when you see some of them. They are definitely, like Monique said, the most alien thing to grow in nature. And there's so many different kinds, too. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, 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 please. Um, Always It's just every time I have a conception of, this is what a mushroom looks like, I look at pictures and I'm like, wait a second. What the mm. hell is that? That can't be a mushroom also. Oh, just wait. If you will turn your attention to the mushroom pictures I have sent you. Yes. So take, for example, this here bearded tooth mushroom, which looks, at least in my opinion, kind of like the teeth of a whale. What mm-hmm. do you guys think? I totally agree. Mm-hmm. That's scans. Yeah. And you guys, this will probably not be on Instagram, but if you want to Google along with us. The next one's really gross. I warn you. Go ahead and mm-hmm. scroll down. <laughs> Ha! So hey, is- Sid. Um, cool. So this was a great episode. I'm gonna leave you guys to it, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go seek Jesus or something or some sort of refuge. What the fuck is that, Sydney Rebecca? What is that? Is called- Why does it look like blood and jam at the same time? And then I think, is there something wrong with me? Because I looked at it, had no reaction. I'm like, oh yeah. That's- <laughs> what is yes, wrong with me? <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's that's right. So that is called the Hydnellum pecky, also known as the bloodied tooth mushroom. Oh, God. Which looks like a bloodied tooth. It's pretty gnarly. So I didn't think it looked like a tooth before, but now I can see it. And now I see why it's horrifying. If you have the phobia <laughs> of, 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 of little dots next to each other, what's that called? Trichophobia. Yeah, don't look at this mushroom. <laughs> Yeah, no, do look, at look at this mushroom. It's like a pore. Skip it's like this a porous. <laughs> so what is this yeah, substance? I have no fucking idea. It's not jam? Okay. It's, it's definitely so not jam. And it's not blood. But that's about the extent of my understanding. Probably spores. Man, yeah, we, well, that makes sense. 
Nature is so wild. Like, this just... I know. I don't know. There's a reason that it looks that way, and it survived for so long, so evolutionarily speaking, it's a good thing it looks that way, I guess. It's crazy. It's crazy. Super gnarly. All right, let's go ahead and scroll down. No, does it get worse? No, before we scroll down, does it get worse? (laughs) I think that's probably the worst one, in my opinion. Okay, so I'm scrolling. Oh, what the fuck? Sydney... (laughs) These are called the devil's fingers, and I'm not 100% on this, but I believe they smell horrible. That's what I've heard, is that they smell rancid. It's because, like, that black goo, so they kind of look like like octopus tentacles sticking out of, like, a relatively normal-looking mushroom cluster. Yeah, or, like, starfish, maybe? Yeah, there you go, starfish. Yeah. Um, Gnarly. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) all right next we have the exidia glandulosa also Mm. called witch's butter okay so this just this just looks like a bunch of margarine (laughs) piled together it's also called the yellow brain fungus oh Oh, okay it also kind of looks like melted plastic like there's something that looks very inorganic about it maybe because about how shiny it is but um I'm like, is it wet? I wonder if it's wet to the touch because it's so shiny. Or if it's sticky. Oh, yeah, what if it's gross? I think it's edible. I'm not sure. By the way, guys, by the way, guys, don't eat any mushrooms. Just don't. Yeah, don't. I mean, (laughs) do, like, okay, so, like, here's the thing. Do and then don't, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, grocery store mushrooms, I mean, I think portobellos are gross. That's just my personal opinion. (gasps) How dare you? I'm sorry. Baby bells all the way. No, I'm sorry. We can hash this out. It's baby bells and bust. I don't. I don't understand what those portobellos are sweet, and I don't get it. I don't think I yeah. have uh, any mushroom discriminatoriness. I'm like, oh, I can eat it. Okay, I'll cook it, please. I'll eat it. I just want to try yeah. all the mushrooms that ever have existed that I can eat. You know what? Well, you're also a try. vegetarian. So this is that true. Is true. Like, yeah. yeah. There's a lot more mushrooms in the vegetarian realm of cooking. Yeah, I'm much more partial to them. Mm-hmm. I want to try um, those oyster mushrooms. Have you seen mm-hmm. those? Kind of a similar, not similar, because they're white and this is yellow, but like it stacks on top of each other in a very similar way. Those look Are you yummy. talking about like chicken of the forest? Chicken of the forest? Is that sure. what it's called? I thought it was called I, oyster mushrooms. I watched a lot of like foraging TikToks. So of course you have. No, you can't know. just say very the chicken of the forest. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I love whenever Hold I talk on. to Sydney, she always says stuff that is just so fucking on brand. Where you're like, yeah, I've been watching like history restorations of costumes. I'm like, of course you are. Like, why wouldn't you be? And of course you watch foraging videos. It's just so beautiful. Oh, um, so they're very you. similar, Sydney. You, you insane uh-huh. human being. Um, yeah. Did you Google it? Yeah, it's because they people think it's called a chicken fungus because people think it looks it tastes like chicken. Oh, right. Um, there's also there's also one that's called the hen of the woods that looks very similar. Um, but it's like a fried. I feel but like it looks those like are probably chicken. the same thing. They are. They're pretty similar. Like it looks like like the chicken <laughs> the chicken feet mushroom is orange, whereas the hen of the woods mushroom is um dark brown and kind of looks like fried chicken so it's like pre-cooked chicken versus chicken chicken gotcha gotcha but again these are mushrooms um but oyster (laughs) mushrooms are different but a similar kind of like what is this like like stacking Mm -hmm. okay so kind of like the way they look i think it looks like coral there you know what actually i kind of like that better that does look like coral yeah that's a better sentence It looks like <laughs> coral if you dyed it the color of peach rings. Yeah. Good okay. That's exactly that. how that looks. That. Mm-hmm. All right. All continue, right. Sydney. Sorry. I have another mushroom for you. Um, this is called the Iliodictian cybrarium, also known as the basket fungus. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, Sydney, you just wrote basket fungus. I don't know where that word came from. Okay. <laughs> I love this kind of mushroom that doesn't even look... I don't know. It looks not real. You're like, why would something grow like yeah. that organically? What is the purpose of it having these huge gaps in between it? But yeah, it's then they're like hexagon shapes. Mm-hmm. It looks like some. It looks like a shitty jungle gym that's been half melted. Like yes. you know, like the dome. That's ones. exactly right. That's exactly what it looks like. 
That is exactly what it looks like. Holy crap. I don't know about that. Basket fungus. I mean. And like a bleached white color as if it's been out there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is freaky. Yeah. Mm. I wonder what the point and purpose of it is. I mean, like, evolutionarily speaking. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I keep wanting to think. I keep confusing mushrooms with venus flytraps for some reason i'm like oh it's to catch insects but like i don't know that mushrooms do that hey, sydney the, uh, mushrooms don't do that and if they did i'd be really <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry are you a biologist are you a biologist yeah. uh no look i'm no mushroom doctor are you a fungus doctor <laughs> no i'm not but what i'm trying to say is is that if your mushroom is eating people holy name it seymour and call it a day i'm not doing it and they're for <laughs> sure it's audrey too audrey too there you go whatever it's fine. I've never seen the musical. The point that I'm trying to make is, ew. No. I'm sorry, you've never seen Little Shop of Horrors? No. Okay, get the fuck off this podcast. Mom okay, so I'll see finish. you guys later. Yeah, cool, great. Um, Bye. <laughs> I keep getting kicked off the podcast episode for some reason. I know I did it to myself, but it's rude. <laughs> All right, so the last mushroom I'm going to show you is called the fly agaric, also known as the Amanita muscaria. This is probably the woodland mushroom that most most of us have in mind. You know, it's yeah, the red one with say. the white spots. Yeah, very classic. Thank you, Mario. Thank you, video games. for mm-hmm. letting us all know yeah, what these exactly. kinds of mushrooms look like. That's exactly, exactly what it looks like. So this looks nothing at all like the ones we eat, but as you guys said, it's one of the most common images, and we'll get to the reason for that soon. I thought this was a toadstool. I thought this specific mushroom was a toadstool, and I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, like I said, I think I think that toadstool has a connotation of being more poisonous, mm. but it's really mm-hmm. just sort of like a, like a, um, what is the word? Colloquial name for mushroom, because it's a place where, yeah. It's, it's like a place how... for toads to sit. Oh my god, do they really sit on it? I don't know. Because that would be so cute if that's real. I thought that was just a creative drawing, but the idea of the toad out there just napping on a mushroom is so Oh, man, but that'd be cute. That's so on our brand, you know? It really is. It really is. I would love if that was the truth. I hope so. I'm going to look into that You know what I think it might be, though, actually? Hmm. And this is just where I'm just coming up with facts out of my ass. Please. I think it's because they look like, I think it's because they look like toads. You know how toads have weird, Uh, like, um, backs to it, like, uh, like, Mm -hmm. textured? Oh. And they're, like, lumpy? Mm -hmm. I think that that might be it, where people think that they're frogs, and then they pull it up out of the ground, and you're like, you're not a frog. Um... (laughs) I hate when that happens. You know, and I can't tell you how often that happens to me. So <laughs> it sounds like a bad like infomercial, like selling a product. Don't you hate when you pull up mushrooms and they're just frogs? They're just toads. <laughs> Here, but now with the frog Yeah, no, I don't know. Exactly. Like that's a problem of the past. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So here's a disclaimer before I continue. Mm-hmm. Mm. For the, for the audience, not for you guys. Oh. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> fuck us, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, fuck us, yeah. We're, we're fine. We just have to sit here and endure it. Whatever. Well, I mean, you too. Also you guys, okay. but I don't want to get... Oh. This is so we don't get sued. Yeah, okay. yeah, Monique. Now she includes us. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> so some mushrooms are very poisonous. And here at the Friends of Folklore, we do not condone, encourage, or suggest that you consume any mushrooms of any kind, not even the edible ones, because they're gross. <gasps> Moving okay, on. Okay, so shut up. Eat the mushrooms. <laughs> Eat the mushrooms, Friends of Folklore. Run. Do it now. Eat, Eat the grocery store mushrooms. Please <laughs> don't gro- poison yourself. Sydney, I'm sorry. Are you doing an episode about mushrooms and you don't even like the way they taste? Yeah, I'm hurt personally you know i have to be honest i have to be completely honest with you guys i hated uh-huh. mushrooms when i was a kid mm-hmm. but recently i went out with um a friend and it was like a newer friend mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i didn't want to be like difficult and she <laughs> ordered us a pizza stop <laughs> and it came with i know and it came with mushrooms and i was like it's fine i'm just gonna eat them it's fine i'm not gonna be this person i don't want her to know my real personality yet right sure and i actually liked it okay <gasps> like gasp I know, so it's like growth, maybe? Question mark? Yes. Here's the thing. I think uh, mushrooms on pizza are probably the grossest option, though. Like, if you just, like, put them in, like, a little thing with, like, butter and garlic, it's just the same thing as anything else with butter yeah. and garlic. I it's like just the way good. they smell. 
Yeah, I'll have to try them again. I'll have to try them again. I didn't realize that I just eat them all the time and don't think about it because I don't eat meat and they're such a meat substitute, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things where you are like, oh, people don't like this. Like, for example, I put green chili on my pizza when I ordered with some friends the other day and they're like, you just have green chili? I'm like, what? Do it's a great pizza. Right? Like, That's... I am a meat eater, and I love a good cheese and green chili pizza. Oh, That's know. a solid pizza. It doesn't need anything else. Non-New Mexicans are like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, Monique. Yes? Have you tried, it's all over the TikToks lately, have you tried, like, is it called Satan? Is that how you say it correctly? Oh, Satan, like Satan and I are homies. Is that what you mean? Okay, is it good? <laughs> like, Satan and I are homies. Watch out, y'all. Satan and I are homies. <laughs> no, I actually don't know what you're talking about, but I'll look it up a picture. So it's like, so basically what you do is it's bread. It's So it's bread, but it's not bread. So basically you make bread dough, and then okay. you wash out the, the yeast until the water runs clear. And oh. then you kind of stretch the starch. And so then you kind of twist it and twist it and twist it. And then you can season it however you want. And then you grill it or you know you can add like chicken or not chicken stock i guess like vegetable Mm -hmm. stock Mm -hmm. and then you would like kind of like give it like a i don't know like a little bath and then like grill it (laughs) this is a really great i should do cooking recipes and then (laughs) um, and then you like and then you tear it apart and it looks like like fried chicken like how you would tear apart a chicken breast it looks like that and apparently like if you season it correctly it tastes very similar and it's not bread but it's full of protein I've been seeing it all over the internet but I don't think I can trust myself to cook it but I want to yeah my question would be without the yeast it can't really rise and you're touching it so much so it's gonna be like a very tough dough and maybe that's the point but that seems like a wild way to I guess maybe grilling it would help maybe give it like a texture on the outside but I feel like it would be a really tough like dense dough well that's kind of what yeah. it looks like is like they, they stretch it and stretch it and then twist it and twist it and then you kind of like pile it on top of itself but when it shreds huh. it looks like that's why you have to like add stock to kind of I don't know give it moisture for lack of a better term and then like oh, it looks okay. like chicken you know I'll try it I'll report back I mean let you guys know Great, thanks, because yeah, I'm afraid sure. to cook it myself. So if you could do the legwork for me there, that'd be... If I could take one for the team. Great. Yeah, if you could do that, that'd be really appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sydney, back to the mushrooms. <laughs> so let's talk about some symbolism and some sporadic lore. In many, if not most, Western cultures, mushrooms are associated with the fae. We'll get into that in a little while. In many, if not most, modern Western cultures, they're also associated with hallucinogenic drugs and pizza condiments, as we've discussed. <laughs> I.e. our pizza conversation that went on for a lot longer than I think we intended. <laughs> this is incredible content. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like how you guys don't pay us for this is shocking. <laughs> no, we do this for free. <laughs> I know. While mushrooms have been consumed for at least 4,500 years, we're not going to be talking much more about their culinary history. But now I know I can't make that promise. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) In some African countries, mushrooms symbolize the human soul and are said to be representations of the dead. Mm. And in ancient Egypt, they were symbols of immortality and only the royal were allowed to eat them. Because in ancient Egypt, royalty was considered to be like direct descendants from the gods themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, the- real quick, mm-hmm. the, they have mushrooms in 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 Africa in in Egypt. I that sounds like a stupid sentence, and I'm really sorry. But well, Africa is a pretty big place, so they definitely it is had them obviously in Africa. In Egypt, they were very rare, so that's also. Oh, but they are right there on the water, huh? Them. Never yeah, mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> that was just me being stupid. I forgot where things no, are it's, located. It's, it's, no, no, no. It's true that they are not very common in Egypt. That's yeah, also I just, another that's... reason why they were so rare. Okay, that makes sense. All right, sure. Yeah. All right, so in Eastern Asia, mushrooms were a symbol of strength and were often consumed for this reason, specifically in China and Japan. There is some truth to this as the mushrooms that grow in that region tend to strengthen the immune system, such as shiitake and miyatake mm-hmm. mushrooms, okay. maitake. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we still eat them now, and they've been using herbal remedies for like hundreds of years. This is why I'm so interested and drawn to them as a symbol, is that they mean so many different things to so many different groups of people, and I like to yeah. look up a reason or something like that and then contemplate it before I do a painting or a drawing with it. But also, they're like a symbol that chases me no matter where I go, you know, like... We've had this. We've had a uh, different pictures of the Virgin Mary that we keep getting rid of because we're like we don't want religious iconography. And then she comes back to our house every single time. It's the same way with the mushrooms. <laughs> every time I'm like, well, I'm going to do something different. And then the next thing I know, I'm drawing mm-hmm. a different kind of mushroom. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I wanted to do something different, but I can't help it. <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with the way you do it, though. Like, I feel like you just you incorporate them in very original ways. Oh, um, thank you. Like with the with the little deer baby that I that I just got off of yes. your Etsy store. Yes. Shameless plug. <laughs> wait, um, wait. What's her Etsy store? Tell us her Etsy store. Or you oh. tell us your Etsy store. You're here. It's a... <laughs> like, why am I doing all the work? You fucking tell us yeah. where it is. Um, no, it's just <laughs> baby shroom art on Etsy, and I just added some new stickers and prints and sydney just ordered one of my little deer prints so i'm gonna pack it once we're done with this episode (gasps) oh i'm looking at it right now i love her thank you yeah and she's got little like mushrooms on her back and she's just vibing in the forest and i I adore her i she's just a pink it's like your signature (gasps) thank you i just love it that is a compliment Um, Okay, so delightfully in Central America, there are stories about forest spirits who use mushrooms as umbrellas. You know, so they... I know, it's so cute! So they they walk around all night long carrying their little umbrellas over their heads, and then when the sun comes up and it's time for them to go back underground, they just kind of, like, (gasps) let them go as they disappear under the ground, which is why they just, like, show up overnight. Oh my god! Oh, I love that. I'm getting so many ideas from this episode. This is so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you my notes afterwards if you want to, like, refer back. (laughs) Yes. And then in Sweden, mushrooms are thrown into bonfires to ward off evil spirits on Midsummer's Eve. Ooh, okay. Well, we should probably get on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys I mean, can find a bonfire. Was a while ago. Oh, it's shit. like there's a zobra. It, yeah, there is a zobra. Okay, guys. So instead of submitting something that you want to get rid of to the zobra, just put in some mushrooms. We should go. we explain what zobra is for people who are not New Mexicans? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Oh. Or do you want me to? Oh. Yeah, do you want to do it, Monique? Yeah, you're here. Yeah, Monique, why did I do this? So it's a New Mexican, like, folklore. Actually, it'd be really interesting to do an episode of, like, Zizobra-esque yeah. figures, you know? Um, but yeah, like, burnable figures. Yes, for, like, the end of... Isn't it at the end of summer? Yeah, it's the beginning of fall. Yeah, it's, it's like, like September. Yeah. yeah. The first week of September, yeah. That would be interesting to do, like, fall characters. Anyway, mm. it's like, um... Yeah. It's like a, right after the Entrada uh, festival, whatever. I don't really want to talk about that because I don't think the Entrada should be around anymore. But anyway, it's like uh, mm-hmm. marking the day after Santa Fe was like taken away <laughs> from the natives who had basically taken over and taken back Santa Fe for uh, two years from the Spanish conquerors. And then it's the day that they took back Santa Fe, if you will. Not that it was theirs to begin with, but whatever. Um, And then it's the day after that parade celebrating the Entrada. Um, There's the Man of Gloom. I think that's what he's called. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's this massive, I can't even tell you how large, huge paper mache Um, figure. Apparently Um, he's 50 feet tall. Jesus. So a 50 foot tall figure that people write down things that they want to let go of in the new year and like the new chapter of their life and then they burn him with all of those things and it's a huge celebration it's quite beautiful kind of scary Mm -hmm. but anyway and they've never been myself but i know that they like play like a groaning sound as he sways in the wind oh that's a no thank you they have to go and there's like a full you guys should, we should go this year because my friend and her kid, do they do the fire dancing and it's so cool. <gasps> oh, that would be amazing. super cool. Yeah. 
And you can choose if you want to include this in. You, I would not be offended if you cut this out because this has nothing to do with mushrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll we'll do an episode about it because I really want to do an episode about like effigies that yeah. are burned in like renewal. Because there's oh, a like, lot of them like, actually. Yeah, That's there's like the Burning thing. Man and mm-hmm. also fun fact about Zizobra. Um, there's an orgy tent at Zizobra. I have not learned this from experience. I've oh. never been. Mm. Don't come for me, friends of folklore. <laughs> but there is an orgy tent at the at at the Zizobra. <laughs> It's one of the Good like attractions. So of course, if you're ever there, I feel like it moves. Maybe you not this year. Maybe like COVID maybe not restrictions are gonna yeah, maybe ban give it a while. The, the orgy tent. We'll you know see. what? Due to COVID restrictions, COVID restrictions on the orgy tent. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Due to COVID restrictions, we have to close the orgy tent this year. It's a damn shame. But it's the only reason. <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's the only reason. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's the name of the episode, so I guess I have to leave all the Zizobra stuff in. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my god. Okay. So, much less delightfully than the umbrella mushrooms, in New England, a certain type of mushroom, aptly named the death baby, is considered to be a harbinger of death. If you find the death baby on your lawn, it is an omen that someone in your family will soon die. (gasps) No thanks. All good things. Yeah, isn't that fun? Hey, where are the Ozarks? Do either of you know? No. Um... Can I guess? You can guess, because I have no idea. Oh, oh okay. Like, okay, then never mind. Buy me time. <laughs> you can guess? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was like, and as I say this, I also don't know where it is, but I thought it was like where the mm-hmm. Everglades are, but I also don't know where the Everglades are. Yeah, I couldn't tell you that either. They're in Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Kansas are the Ozarks. Oh. They're, they're highlands. There you so, go. So in the Ozarks, which we know where they are now, <laughs> um, it is said <laughs> it's said the only way to ensure you get edible mushrooms is to collect them beneath the full moon otherwise they will surely be poisonous oh, shit. obviously that is not based in scientific fact mm-hmm. I mean I'm with it but yeah <laughs> it's moon It's moon facts moon science moon, moon facts. facts hashtag moon facts <laughs> hashtag moon facts <laughs> oh my god Mushroom folklore is very present in Ireland. Druids called them the flesh of the gods and were said to consume them in religious ceremonies. They are a symbol of wisdom as mushrooms are often connected to a much larger organism underground. Mm -hmm. And these organisms can be almost ancient in their own right. And so it's said that their wisdom can be passed on to people who eat them. So, Monique, you're so wise. Thank you. There you go. Good work. Um, So excited for you. (laughs) It's wild. It makes me think of like aspen trees too and how they're all connected to a larger organism. And you do feel some type of way when you're in like an aspen forest. And I do feel that way when I see mushrooms in the wild. Like, oh my God, I'm so lucky I get to see this in the wild. This is crazy. And I mean, also, I feel I love aspens so Mm. much. We, so sorry. We do have to acknowledge that if you're eating the wrong type of mushroom... Oh, yeah. Um, you might have some sort of otherworldly wise experiences as well. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. Okay. I'm sorry. Because I do have, that. I have thoughts, but I will wait. Okay, we, there is a drug section. It's literally titled Drugs. Fabulous. <laughs> Can't wait. Hold your, hold your thoughts. <laughs> like, I know how Abby and Monique are. These bitches want to hear about drugs, so I will get to it. <laughs> I wasn't even going to include it, but I knew I had to. I'm dead. Oh my god. Okay, so there's a very specific type of mushroom called the Liberty Cap, and it is associated with freedom. Go Mm. ahead and scroll to the next page. This man has a nice hat. It's a good hat. The cap of the mushroom is said to to be shaped like a pileus which were worn by freed slaves in the Roman Empire. Because of this association, liberty caps are associated with freedom from tyranny and consequently revolution. The liberty cap can be seen on a medal to commemorate July 4th, 1776, if you want to scroll down. Um, It's the part that looks kind of like the top of a condom. It definitely Oh, it does. It does look like an unwrapped condom. With this metal was des- <laughs> with a stick in it. This um, was designed by Benjamin Franklin, and the mushrooms can be seen beneath the words "Libertas Americana." The mushroom appears as a symbol of freedom during every revolution in the 17th and 18th centuries, including the French Revolution, the Glorious Revolution of 1688, and even satirically in depictions of M.P. John Wilkes, 
who was an anti-monarchist depicted in pro-monarchist cartoons holding the mushroom in 1763. That's what this um, political cartoon is. Also, he um, looks horrible in this cartoon, and it's like a sick bird. I mean, it's a good bird. It's like, got him. <laughs> it's like, got him. Um, yeah, no, he does not look, he is not looking hot. And like, this is John Wilkes, like, John Wilkes, John Wilkes Booth? No, no, is not John Wilkes person? Booth, just John Wilkes. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was about to say, I was like, this man has some explaining to do. Okay, and that mind. was That was much later. Also, these definitely... They look like the um, umbrella style mushroom that you were saying. Like, I could see this as yeah. being like little umbrellas. Yeah. yeah they're very common in this region, mm. um, in like the UK especially. Mm. Um, so remember this mushroom because I have an anecdote about it later. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. And now we are getting on to fairy rings. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Other than the hallucinogenic connotations, the next most common image that likely comes to mind is that of a fairy ring, or when circle or when circles, when mushrooms grow in circles. These are also called sorcerer's rings in France and witches' rings in Austria, and they are said to be portals to other worlds. Um, Ooh, have you guys ever spooky. seen one of these? No. Yeah. Because if I did see one, I think I would be so scared like I would be so nervous of like oh my god am I inside of a ring right now or is that the ring also I don't want to accidentally go inside of the ring like I would be so freaked out yeah I think I've seen like a half of one I've never seen a full circle but I've definitely seen half of one okay okay but I've never seen like a full ass circle I've seen like a like a half moon shape if you will of mushrooms but they could have just been friends like, they could have just been homies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't yeah, want to be one of them. <laughs> yeah. They're just chilling. So one legend claims that they are the marks left in the ground when it comes into contact with the tail of a dragon. Ooh. I love that. And Stop. I know, isn't that so cute? In Holland and other parts of Europe, fairy rings are considered to be evil and are associated with Satan because... You, we can't escape Satan. No. No, I don't think And, like, no. demons. Evidently. Yeah, I'm just, like, living my life trying to talk about folklore, and I'm like, and of course, here comes the fucking devil yet again. Also, as Ugh. women, can we ever escape it? Because we're always associated with, like, worshipping Satan if we learn how to read or, like, have a business. Understand math. Yeah. 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 So Bathes regularly, those sort of things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's a big problem. Have land are unmarried mm-hmm. you know it's a big problem mm-hmm. <laughs> in england on the other hand fairy rings are where fairies and sprites come to party <laughs> in some versions of the myth the mushrooms are seats for the little fairy spectators to watch other fairies dance if you crash their party you will face dire consequences so it's probably a good thing none of us have actually seen one of these in person because yeah. uh yeah, you fair. might be struck blind you might fall asleep for a hundred years, which I think is the same thing as dying. Yeah, I mean, you may, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you may even be kidnapped and taken to the fairy realm. See, that's the one that I am like. I don't want to see a fairy ring. I like want to pretend, not pretend. I do kind of believe they exist out there. Don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Don't want to see it. Don't need to see it. Okay, but like, if we get kidnapped by fairies, we don't have to pay back our student loans. That's what I was going to say. Well, not that, but that. (laughs) I want to go. I want to go. I mean. I'm thinking of previous stories that you had when, I don't remember what, when the changeling story and they killed Oh, Bridget Cleary. After I heard that, I was like, I don't fuck with fairies or sprites or changelings. I don't want to be a part of it. Totally fair. Yeah, that's, that is fair. I respect that. In Wales, the fairy rings have two very conflicting associations, fertility and doom. (laughs) Are they conflicting? Are they conflicting? I mean, yeah, that's actually a really good point. It's a good point, because I would, yeah. (laughs) At this point in my life, I'd feel pretty doomed. Um, (laughs) It is tremendous bad luck to destroy a fairy ring however if you build your house on top of a fairy ring it will bring you good luck 
But mm, so they can't have parties if it's in, if it's underneath your house. I think that'd be a little rude. I know. Also, I know. don't I'm you like, need I don't to like, understand. clear and level the land to build a house? Yeah. So how do you build it on the fair ring? Maybe you just have really bad luck until the house is finished. There you go. <laughs> and then you have good luck. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Animals that graze within a fairy ring will produce putrid milk. Hmm. Um, fairy rings in some myths are said to be the site of buried treasure, but you have to get help from the fairies if you want to get to it. Uh, that sounds like a trap. That sounds like... like yeah. They're like, oh, you can come get the treasure, and then they steal your soul. <laughs> Exactly, they kidnap you and take you to the fairy realm. Mm -hmm. Again, I want to go. Let me go. (laughs) (laughs) Take me away, fairies. I'm down. I'm down the cloud. (laughs) Oh my god. So, in the Victorian era, around the time people began to slowly realize that some fungi could be hallucinogenic, fairy lore in England and Europe became very intertwined with mushrooms and toadstools. Mm. They are associated not only with fairies, but with pretty much everything fantastical. It's possible and really very likely that mushroom fairy rings were said to transport you to other lands because the consumption thereof could do exactly that, at least mentally. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Which brings us to drugs. <laughs> Your favorite topic. Drugs. <laughs> the only topic. The only topic. So, I found the story of the first documented mushroom trip. Okay, stop I'm it. I'm going to tell it to you now. Yeah. I'm so ready. <laughs> so... On October 3rd, 1799, a man who was referred to in medical records only as J.S. was wandering around London's Green Park foraging for mushrooms. This was something he did all the time, as he liked to cook them into a broth for his family. However, on that day, after he, his wife, and their children finished the broth, about an hour later, they started to feel very strange. (laughs) His poor kids. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> J.S. reported seeing random flashes of color shoot across his vision. He then realized he couldn't really walk and was having a lot of difficulty standing up. Sure. His wife and kids were also not feeling too hot. They were experiencing stomach cramps and numbness in their extremities. Hmm. So, <laughs> J.S., assuming that the mushrooms were poisonous, stumbled out of his house in search for help but he very quickly forgot what he was doing. Big mood. And, yep. yeah, right. <laughs> was was found later just sort of wandering around town. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dr. Everard Barnd, it might have been Brand, I don't remember, came to treat the family, and he had never seen anything like it, and he actually wrote about it extensively. Mm-hmm. He later published a paper on the subject in the Medical and Physical Journal. Amongst the symptoms reported were dilated pupils, sporadic pulses, difficulty breathing, and in the case of the 18, the eight-year-old boy, fits of uncontrollable laughter. <laughs> oh, dear lord. Oh, my god. So the kid's haunted. Great. Oh, my yeah, god. <laughs> so, this child, referred to as Edward S., had consumed the lion's share of the mushrooms and was entirely unresponsible responsive to questions, almost as if he were in another world. Oh my god. The family would seem to return to normal for a short while before an attack would come again. What? Wait, so this kept affecting them? Wait, no, stop. What? I think it was just like throughout the day. Oh, I don't think it was like forever. Or the rest of my lives. (laughs) No, no, no. Can you imagine? Turns out the family had consumed liberty caps, which grow pretty much everywhere in England in the autumn and, again, look very much like the type of mushrooms we would put on our pizza. Mm -hmm. This is the one that we talked about earlier that's a representation of revolution and freedom. Right, of course. Despite, you know, it's kind of, like, crazy that this didn't happen sooner, right? Right? Yeah, it's like if they're everywhere. they probably did. I mean. We just didn't write about it. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't consume as much. Oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Maybe he was just like, look at these damn mushrooms. They're everywhere. We're going to eat like kings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So despite this event taking place in 1799, the hallucinogenic nature of mushrooms wouldn't be like properly defined and identified until the 1950s when the man who discovered LSD, one Albert Hoffman, began to study similar mushrooms growing in Mexico. 
Mm. It's incredible considering how widely they were used during revolutions in the centuries before that no one ever realized they could get you high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I read an essay by Mike J entitled Fungi Folklore in Fairyland, and this is what he had to say about the aftermath of the incident. Quote, The J.S. family's trip in 1799 is a useful starting point for such inquiries. It shows liberty caps were growing in Britain at the time and commonplace even in London's parks. But also the trip evidences that the mushroom's hallucinogenic effects were unfamiliar, perhaps even unheard of. Certainly unusual enough for a London physician to draw them to the attention of his learned colleagues. At the same time, however, scholars and naturalists were becoming more aware of the widespread use of plant intoxicants in non-Western cultures. Mm -hmm. In 1762, Carl Linnaeus, the great taxonomist and father of modern botany, compiled the first ever list of intoxicating plants, a monograph entitled Inebriatia. Yeah, that's right. Inebriata? Inebriatia. Inebriata. So, like, drunk. Yeah, yeah, inebriated. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, wait, hold on. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was like, I went super dyslexic and I was like, I'm sorry, I can't continue until I figure out this word. No. I can't. <laughs> Which assembled a global pharmacopoeia that extended from Europe to the Middle East, South America, Asia, and the Pacific. Mm-hmm. The study of such plants was emerging from the margins of classical studies, ethnography, folklore, and medicine to become a subject in its own right. End quote. It's so interesting to me because like, I love when I hear stuff of, like, well, this is when it was found, and I think of, like, well, how many, you know, pre-Western world conquering societies did use all of these, use plants in this way, or, like, you know, I think of peyote or ayahuasca and how that's been used mm-hmm. in, you know, um, native populations and indigenous populations for as long as they've been around. But we haven't used it in the Western world, and it's just interesting. I wonder how much we could have known about our planet had we not destroyed those civilizations. Do you know what I mean? I wonder how much rich information they had about the natural world that we still don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, and I I remember um, our brother has this book somewhere, and I actually need to borrow it from him. But it's basically a book that puts forth the idea that the prosecution of witches, air quotes, which were actually just women who had an understanding of medicinal mm-hmm. herbs, mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. set back medical science significantly. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise I, me at all. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, the, um, the what's it called? What's that? Li- the uh, Library of Alexandra? Is that how it, what it's called? Yeah. 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 Of Library of Alexandria. information that was lost and how far that might have set back science and technology and medicine and all of that jazz it makes me think of that of these these Mm -hmm. groups that were far more connected to the land they were in and how much information we lost by them not being able to pass on those stories no absolutely so certain mushrooms carry a toxin called psilocybin psilocybin i really should look psilocybin i really should look up how to I really should look up how to pronounce things before I say them. (laughs) Which gives them their hallucinogenic properties. While the consumption of these mushrooms, like many intoxicants, has oftentimes been historically recreational or even accidental, it has also often been used religiously, spiritually, Mm -hmm. and at least in one recorded instance, medically. Yes, Actually, many recorded Mm -hmm. instances medically. Psilocybin is being adapted to use for PTSD recovery. Um, as like a really? form of alternative therapy, yeah, like the same as like light therapy or um, anything like, like that. CBD. Yeah, but it's a part of like. Um, it's actually funny because Franco and I were—that's my husband. For people who obviously don't know, because why would you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're talking about CIA mind control experiments yesterday because that's what we do on the weekends. Of course, yeah. Oh, no, I saw him tweet about that. He was very upset. (laughs) Yes, we had a very long, heated, um, upsetting conversation about it because we're like, oh, my God, it's so much worse than we thought it was. But anyway, uh, a part of that was using LSD for, like, mind control and mind altering. But um, so that's like the dark side of it. But psilocybin is being adapted kind of in the similar way of opening and relaxing you to suggestions so that you can recover from 
traumatic instances because it does rewire your brain so significantly. Actually, Sydney, you and I were mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about that. Um, yeah, we were, yeah. And it's only legal in a few places, but New Mexico is one of the places where it's experimenting with medical psilocybin is actually going on right now. Oh, I did not know that. Fascinating. Yeah, I had no idea. No, that's really interesting. Um, And actually, no, it's, it's, I think, a really unfortunate truth about at least America is that a lot of good things come from really bad things. Like you mentioned light therapy, which um, actually, including like light therapy as well as like laser eye surgery, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. only exists because directed energy is so well funded in um, like military use yeah, and government so, settings yeah that's yeah wild. so those the yeah like military research um ends up contributing a lot to medical research which really fucking mm. sucks and i feel like we could just skip the middleman and go straight to medical research but that's just mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. yeah uh anyway so the the fly agaric mushrooms were said to have many uses in siberia Shamans mm. would use them for spiritual journeys, and according to one source, Viking, quote, berserkers were said to consume them before battle, and the mushroom would make them nearly unstoppable. Mm. Um, this is not a co- corroborated claim, um, as it was never mentioned in any Old Norse documents like the Eddas mm-hmm. or any of their verses, and the claim wasn't made until 1784, but it's an interesting idea. Definitely. Oh, no, I'm like, here know, for it. Yeah, like, take this, like, potion of mushroom and whatever else and just become like unstoppable murder machines yeah right what more could you ask for <laughs> it's like steroids <laughs> like the first version yeah right exactly Organic steroids. steroids got exactly. it exactly so mushrooms appear in countless fictions poems paintings and more and are almost always in association with fairies i could talk about alice in wonderland but i don't fucking want to mm, yeah i don't i you. hate alice in Really? I do. I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. Like, I know it seems, like, so on brand for me to be obsessed with it. I just... Like, you got a dumb caterpillar smoking a hookah. Like, what do you want from me? I mean, I I have issues with that because I have issues with Lewis Carroll or whatever his name is. But that's why I have issues with Alice in Wonderland. But um, I think, like, in terms of... the whole thing just kind of skews me. Yeah, it's kind of like that in the Nutcracker. I can't. I don't know. There's something about it. There's just something about it where I'm like, no thanks. You know what I feel that way about is anything with like puppets, hmm. like Sesame Street. Oh, you don't fuck with the puppets. Shit out of me. Hell no. I don't like it. It scares me. I'm not here for it. It freaks me out. Oh, I, I didn't know with, that. I don't fuck with mascots. I am afraid. Like the ones in Times Square that just like try to hug you. No, ma'am. Mm-mm, no thanks. Okay. That is the Philadelphia so mascot. I fully understand. Because what the talk, fuck wait, is which that one? thing? Gritty? You know which one. Yeah. There's two. What? The scary one. The red one is Gritty. <laughs> yeah, Gritty. Have you seen this, Mo? No. What so is it? Look up. What'd you call um, it? It's the mascot. Abby, go it's ahead. It's the mascot for the, um, it's for the Philadelphia, um, uh, Phil- so the Philadelphia Phillies has the Philly fanatic, and then, um, Gritty is... Uh, I think it's the Philadelphia Flyers, the Hockey League. So Gritty is just this terrifying orange monster, and then the Fanatic is a gift to humanity. Um, So Philadelphia has both; (laughs) it has a little bit of a balance. Because the Philly Fanatic is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and he and Gritty are friends. So, so I can't. I actually have seen the orange one, Gritty, before. Actually, I've seen both of them. (laughs) in like a promo for it's always sunny in philadelphia but as i was watching it i was like what the hell are those like i didn't understand the gag i didn't understand the skit Mm -hmm. because i didn't know what the hell those were as well you there is no reason for you to know this (laughs) it is all right it's safe space there's no reason why you in new mexico need to know about the philly fanatics or the the flyers like it's not not you don't you worry oh man can i say something before we move on to the next section yeah yes please okay I was going to say about my thoughts with using and experimenting with mushrooms for, like, the psychedelic Mm -hmm. experience that I, Mm -hmm. not that I've had my own experience, but in my own mushroom research, I get concerned that people do it without any kind of, like, 
guide or interpreter or somebody who's done it before and you take everything you see as like face value it is what it is but that's just not true and uh Mm -hmm. i don't know if any friends of folklore are listening to this and you're like oh i kind of want to see what happens um don't do it by yourself or without doing research don't or with somebody like who also hasn't done it before i just think that that's a really like dangerous thing we've adapted in modern society where we're like oh well it's natural so whatever i experience must be real that's just not true no. Yeah, I no, feel like I with hallucinogenics in general, mm-hmm. not that I've ever had any experience personally, I just feel like you're probably safer if you have somebody there who is sober and able to, like, make you sure you're yeah. okay and yeah. kind of, like, guide you through it. Um, I, I had a lot of friends who experimented in, in college. I just, I have anxiety, so I just thought it would be better if I didn't Don't. do that to myself. I mean, <laughs> good call. Yeah, you know it's yeah, it's, it's uh, all it's all things friends of folklore. Don't don't sleep with people that you aren't comfortable with. Don't do drugs with people that you aren't comfortable with. Yes. Don't go places that you don't want to go. Stop doing that. You 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 live for yeah. you. Stop it. Stop shape, it right now. Shape up. Don't do that. Get Not that we're like trying to become like a dare program or something. Yeah, shape up. Get it out. Get better. Don't yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> safety is everything. Okay, mom. Safety and numbers. Mom mode deactivated across. <laughs> no, podcast. you make a very. It's a I very love good it. Point. I love myself. it. Yeah. I I hear no, stuff. Okay. I'm like, you know, when I was younger, I would have liked to hear the qualifier first. So there's the qualifier. Yeah. Totally. Is, no, that's a completely good qualifier, and I appreciate you mentioning it. <laughs> no, it's just it's nice, Monique, because usually I'm mom friend. Yes. And I just I feel like mom friends need to befriend other mom friends. I exactly. I you know? concur. I concur. I only so make we can mom all friends parent I each other. Like. Yeah. yeah. I do too. I try to anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> all right, Cindy, so, where were you? Alice in Wonderland. As I mentioned Alice in Wonderland. Don't want to talk about it. Fuck Alice in Wonderland. Continue. Fuck Alice in Wonderland. That movie. As I as I've mentioned before, mushroom folklore as we know it in all its cottagecore glory mainly comes from the Victorian period. This was also around the time of the Industrial Revolution and people were leaving the fields and farms en masse to work in factories. This was, of course, before most labor laws, so let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. People were working themselves to the bone just to make ends meet with little or no time or money for the pleasures of life. Mm-hmm. They would bring their children to work in the factories, too, because they couldn't afford not to. So many people were literally growing up in these industrial environments. So crazy. A court. It's so crazy. And you know what's nuts is that still exists in other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we're like, oh, that time is behind us. But it's not. It's crazy. It's, it's absolutely not. not. And we just moved it. Where we can't see it. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Wild. Uh, so, have you guys ever seen North and South? No. No. <laughs> it's the first. <laughs> it's the first thing Richard Armitage ever did um, on screen, and it was. It's a mini series. It's impossible to find, so I'm not surprised you haven't seen it. But I love you know historical and period dramas. Yes. But basically, it's about this guy who owns a cotton factory. And um, they, the way they used to have cotton factories is there would just be cotton floating in the air everywhere, and it would get into your lungs. And people mm. like who were kids in these factories would breathe in so much cotton that they would end up like dying in their early twenties, right? From like issues with their lungs. You know, it's just it's just crazy because it was just suddenly, you know, the industrial revolution was just that a revolution. It was very quick. Mm-hmm. And it changed everything very, very rapidly. Mm-hmm. I've noticed af- actually wearing a mask during like the spring when it's really windy in New Mexico, being outside with a mask on and then taking it off when I get home and realizing like how filthy it is. It's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I breathe all of that in because we have cotton woods and there's cotton all over the place. It's obviously oh, yeah. not the same as a factory, but then the dust everywhere too. I think I cannot believe all that was just sitting in my lungs and I just breathe it in. It's nuts. Oh, no, no, I feel like my my allergies have gotten a lot better when I wear a mask because it's just like a barrier between me and all the fucking pollen. (laughs) Right? Yeah, seriously, though. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. And I feel like also, I haven't actually, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't been sick like at all since before COVID. Same. Like, I usually get two to three um, sinus infections a year. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had a single one since I started wearing a mask. So it's like, 
There's oh your my proof god, right are you there. saying it works? Hold on, Sydney. I'm Wait on. a minute. I'm making a very radical a claim right minute. now. Hold on, Sydney. I know. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's a hot <laughs> take. It's a controversial hot take. opinion. Wear your fucking mask. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, according to Mike J. from that same article, quote, The Victorian fairy tradition, as it emerged, was imbued with a romantic sensibility in which rustic traditions were no longer coarse and backward, but picturesque and semi-sacred, hmm. an escape from industrial modernity into an ancient, often pagan land of enchantment. The subject lent itself to writers and artists, I know, it lent itself to writers and artists who, under the guise of innocence, were able to explore sensual and erotic themes with a boldness off-limits in which realistic genres I'm sorry, off limits in in more realistic genres and to reimagine the muddy and impoverished countryside through the prism of classical and Shakespearean scenes of playful nature spirits. The role of plants and flowers was carefully curated and woven into supernatural tapestries of flower fairies and enchanted woods and mushrooms and toadstools popped up everywhere. Fairy rings and toadstool dwelling elves were recycled through a pictorial pictorial culture of motif and decoration until they became embalmic of fairyland itself, end quote. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, I just, uh, I think of like um, all of the different instances I've seen of um, mushroom worship art or how mm-hmm. frequently featured mushrooms were in classical art and even cave drawings and all of that jazz, like art as far as back as we can go. And uh, it's wild to think that there was this huge break in between like mushroom fairy yeah. magical worship and then you get the industrial revolution and then it comes back well you know it kind of makes sense when you look also at the modern version of this like cottage core we we do Mm. the same thing we kind of ignore the parts of like like how many of us are like oh i just want to have like a farm and farm work (laughs) is backbreaking yeah that is not an easy life yeah that is not an easy life but we romanticize it because it's so different than you know, what our modern life looks like. Um, I think especially over the course of the last year, I feel like cottagecore has really exploded. And I have a similar theory about why sea shanties have made a comeback. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it was, of course, necessary to a degree. Um, over the last year, we were all encouraged to stay home. That was very necessary. Mm-hmm. But we were not being paid to stay home. So we were being, frankly, forced to work and work much harder in many cases than we ever had before. With no boundaries. But once the work was done. Yeah. Yeah, no mm-hmm. boundaries. But once the work was done, you were not allowed to see your friends. You were not allowed to engage in anything. Mm-hmm. You had to go home. Mm-hmm. So this detachment and isolation, isolation, of course, was necessary to save lives. But I think things look very different and feel very similar. Of course, I'm not saying that. It was as bad as Victorian factory workers because we have labor laws. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. use your PTO and work on. Don't work on your days off. People literally died for those rights. Exactly. Just, yep. Putting that out there. <laughs> okay. But I think that. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was agreeing with you. Okay. I was gonna say I think that you know it's we're kind of doing the same thing because in the last year all we've done is work, all work and no play, and the same thing with being at sea for months at a time. You know, sea shanties are about working your ass off, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you get to eat some gruel and go to sleep for four hours before you do it again. Mm-hmm. So I just find it very interesting that when we find ourselves in similar situations, we turn to the same things for comfort. Yeah, it shows like oh, a 110%. deep human connection with past generations and future generations, that there's something quintessential to the human experience, and a part of that is like, making light of labor because like labor is our life but also we live for so much longer Mm -hmm. now that we want something more than that but it's Mm -hmm. still a part of what it is to be a modern human so it's very that's very interesting these themes that we just can't help but get away from and exactly and i think that you know yeah so in a way, it's like the Liberty Caps mm-hmm. really do represent <laughs> professional podcasting the... at play. <laughs> Full fucking circle. And now so... like, and I said what I said. Okay. You left a chunk in your notes. It was just blank space of like, we're going to talk about some shit that's not related. And here's how I'll end up bringing it back. Full circle. Exactly. <laughs> 
But that is actually the folklore of mushrooms. Ah, love, 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 love. Yes. Yeah. So cool, Sydney. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Go team. Thanks, you guys. Very interesting. Not what I was expecting at all. I wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting, but that was really cool. Well, I mean, I, oh, I was not expecting this fucking bloody ass mushroom, but the rest of it was fine. <laughs> I know. The, yeah, just just kind of enjoy that in your nightmares for the next couple of nights. Yeah. So when I call up. you at three a.m., you know why? Because you know what you said. It's the witching me, hour, fine. and it's time to forge <laughs> mushrooms. That is when we forge <gasps> Under the mushrooms. Full moon. Yes. Yes, Under the of full course. Moon. When's, do, are, we, are we are we near a full moon? Should we check? Mm. Um, I have no fucking idea. I have we a are question not. for We're you guys. We're at a crescent moon. Yes. I have a question. What, let's say tomorrow you walk outside your door. This will be really strange for you, Abby, because you're in a city. But let's say you walk outside your yeah, door and there's, <laughs> there's a fairy circle in your, right outside of your place. What do you do? Oh, I'm jumping in. My house is all rocks, so I'm going to fucking hide because that's just weird. I'm jumping I... in. I mean, if it's, yeah, I'm doing it. No, go ahead, Abby. No, I just, that's it. Like, I mean, I'll, first of all, if you have a fairy ring of mushrooms in the sidewalk of Manhattan, you put some work in. Clearly, I'm meant to see this. Exactly. And the fact that someone hasn't <laughs> accidentally walked over it yet, like, it's Manhattan. Um, yeah, no, I'm jumping in. Yeah. Oh, my Perfect. God. Let's go. What about you, Winnie? <laughs> I think I build a shrine around it with a sign of, like, hey, stop. Don't jump in. Don't fuck with this unless you really want don't a different Don't go inside. Life. But I think I think I built a shrine around it. There you go. I love Nothing it. but respect. So guys, Monique yes. Franco. Yes. Right, I almost yes. called you Abby Franco because I'm so used to saying Okay, Monique, uh, Monique and Franco. Yeah, I'm Franco now. Just let him know. Monique. <laughs> All right, Monique. Abby. Tell him. What did we learn yeah. here today? Um, what, did, what did we learn? What did we learn? What yeah. did we learn here today? Oh, don't um, eat mushrooms that you don't know what they are. Don't Good. go to the Zozobra orgy tent. Yeah. <laughs> not I'm sorry, you can have orgies if you want to. I'm sorry. Was that the lesson or did we totally I think we missed it, Abby. I think that was not what Sydney was going for for either of us. One hundred percent. Oh, I'm Sydney's sorry. like, why don't um, you yeah, don't he... ask? Yeah, no, the thing is that she asks me every week and normally I'm just like we don't trust men. Um but I can't say that. Don't trust mushrooms. Yeah. What don't did we learn? Yeah, there were mushrooms. not very many men involved. What did you learn, Sid? Uh, too much. Yeah, too much. Um. Well, in that case, well, Monique, um, would you like to tell us all of your um, fabulous where you are, like all of your your apps oh. for all your pages and all of that stuff, so we everyone can follow you and all of I that would, jazz. I would love to. Thank you, Abby. Um, so I do like the sisters. My sisters. <laughs> The sister. I'm a sister. Like the, my sisters have mentioned before, <laughs> um, I do do the art for Friends of Folklore. So if you've seen that on their stuff and you want to check me out on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Baby Shroom Art. Um, I also have a podcast called Baby Shroom Pod. And Sydney was on an episode two weeks ago. So if you want to check that yes, out, Abby is on a past episode also. Um, yes, I am. I also have, um, what do I have? I have a merch shop on Bonfire. It's Baby Shroom Art. Everything is Baby Shroom Art. <laughs> and I also have an Etsy page. Love it. Yeah. I talked about before, just updated some stuff on there. And if any of that interests you and you enjoy my art, I have a Patreon as well. But I know um, that's for my uh, peeps that already really enjoy me not discovering me for the first time so you guys can check me out well still they should follow anyway (laughs) i agree and uh yeah i'm so glad you guys wanted to have me on another episode i love doing a guest spot on here no thank you for coming this was awesome thank you so much um it's we we love having you here if you want to follow us you can find us uh by searching friends of folklore that's friends of folklore without the re you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter um sydney and i just recently did a ghost photo shoot which we will be posting more photos of for months and months to come so go ahead take take a gander at those um, please rate, review, subscribe. If you have an email that you want to send your complaints to, you can send it to the friends of folklore <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, and that's all I got. How about you, Sid? Monique, anything else? <laughs> no, as the kids say now, I'm Gucci. 
I'm Gucci. Fa- <laughs> fabulous. Gucci Palooza. All right. Thanks for being a friend of folklore. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.